entitled sister demands we share my daughter, claims that she has parental rights. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Okay, so this happened a few years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday, and to be honest, still can't understand what my sister was thinking. A little backstory, my sister and I had to share everything as kids, not to mention I was forced to be her and our younger brother's second mother, but I'll save that for a different post. For some of my childhood, I was happy to share things with my sister. Sweets, snacks, toys, the normal kid things. There's four years between us. I'm the oldest and as you can probably guess, when I reached my teen years, I wanted my own things and to spend some time alone. Nope. She wanted me to do everything with her. I could barely spend 10 minutes in the bathroom before she would start banging on the door. Unfortunately, when I was around 15, my siblings and I were taken into foster care. We were separated from our brother, which was difficult for both of us. And for a while, I didn't mind my sister wanting to spend all her time with me. Shortly after my 16th birthday, I wanted to have my own space and things that are, well, mine. She would argue with me over not sharing my stuff. And of course, typical sibling fights and yelling happened almost every other day. We sort of grew out of our sibling squabbles over the years, but she kind of developed a the world owes me attitude, which drove me crazy. I did my best to hold in my frustrations, but I'm human and I sometimes kind of snapped. A couple years after my daughter was born, my sister and I weren't really talking much because of her selfish attitude towards me spending most of my time and income on my daughter. During one of the times we were on good terms, she was over for the weekend, and everything was okay. Until a conversation led to her telling me she was going to take my daughter for a week because she wanted to spend time with her, saying that it was her turn. I said, not gonna happen. She's my daughter, not a doll or a pet we share. She gets mad and starts yelling. I told her to leave, and she argues about how she had parental rights, and that social services will force me to allow her to take my daughter whenever she wants. I laughed, told her to get out and don't come back. Honestly, I don't know if she seriously thought that it was her right to have my daughter. I've got plenty of other insane stories about my family, which I may post at some point. Your sister sounds a little bit delusional. Everything up until this point, especially with you guys being taken out of your parents' care and put into foster care, I kind of summed up to her just wanting to be around her big sister. But thinking that she's entitled to her turn with your child and that social services is going to back her on this, she might have a screw loose. Like I said, everything else up until this point is totally understandable. If she doesn't see that there's a line here though, then then yeah, maybe she should talk to somebody. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below. And don't forget to subscribe. Entitled Dad insists that a stranger pay for his shopping, claiming that he promised he would do so. Due to me working in a supermarket, I meet a lot of different people, and most of them are incredibly nice and respectful. However, I also see a lot of Karens and male Karens, and that's exactly who this story is about. It was midweek and I was working the tills when a man, Entitled Dad, and his son approached and began loading on their shopping, and they had a lot of shopping. 
shopping. After scanning their items, I told them the amount. I think it was around 145 pounds. And the entitled dad began rummaging around in his wallet and pulling out notes of money. After counting it all out, it turns out he was a few pounds short and decided his son should probably put something back so that he could pay. The kid was upset and reluctantly obliged. However, the guy who was standing behind them at the till spoke up. I can get that for you. He smiled, obviously talking to the kid and not the dad. The kid smiled, and before he could say anything, the entitled dad went, Oh, thank you so much. Comes to X pounds. And he threw his son's items in the trolley and moved away to let the man come forwards. The other guy was like, I was talking about your kid stuff. I'll buy that. I'm not paying for all of your shopping. I can't afford to. But you just said you'd pay. Yeah, but I meant I'd pay for your kid's thing, not all of your shopping. Well, you can't just make empty promises. You have to pay for it now. He then looked at me. That's how it works, right? He has to pay because he promised he would. I tell the entitled dad that this nice gentleman is not obligated to buy his shopping. Entitled dad shoots me a mean look and tells his son to pass his stuff to the man behind who was still nice enough to pay for it, which is a lot nicer than I would have been. They then both left. Midway through serving the nice guy, I saw entitled dad and his kid at the cash machine through the window withdrawing some more money, meaning all along he could afford it in the first place. So me and the nice guy had a good laugh about that. I gotta commend this guy for not letting some jerk get him down. Seriously though, shout out to this random stranger who was nice enough to offer and completely shook this jerk off when things went sideways. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would be willing to fork up a few bucks to get the kid what he wants and just kind of keep the line moving. It's a nice gesture and you're helping someone out and making a kid happy. Not a big deal if you can afford it, but to turn around and assume they're going to pay for your whole cart is a little bit much. It's quite clear they're just offering you the few bucks that you need, but it's when people like this get taken advantage of that they stop being so generous. Thankfully, this gentleman wasn't going to let it ruin his day. I kicked a jerk out of my car for smoking after I told him not to, so he tried to frame me. A bit of background, I'm from Germany. I have only a few rules concerning my home, my stuff, and my car when other people come around. In my home, it's I'm not a servant. If you want to eat or drink, take it from the fridge or pantry. With my tools, it's ask before using. And in my car, it is do not smoke in my car. And above all, if you make a mess, you clean it up. Seems reasonable, right? Well, not for the guy in this story. For our cast, we have me, the smoker, and the police officer. This happened in summer 2015. I got my car in December 2014. A 2008 Volkswagen Golf 1.9 diesel. I still drive it. I was on my way to a convention and decided to take a passenger with me. Really nice to have some company on a six-hour drive. I picked him up and told him about the no-smoking rule. Everything seemed fine until we hit the Autobahn. This guy pulled out a pack of cigarettes and lit one up. This following conversation ensued. Hey, what the hell? I told you, no smoking. So what? What you gonna do about it? Uh, kick you out? You know, it's illegal to stop on the Autobahn. This is true. German law states you can't stop on the Autobahn unless it's an emergency or your car broke down. You even get fined for running out of gas on the Autobahn, as it is preventable. Anyways, I knew something smoker didn't. There was a truck stop just three kilometers ahead. I got off the Autobahn and stopped at said truck stop. All right, out of my car. 
Now, you can't do that. I sure as heck can. This is my car and I have every right to kick you out. The next part is a bit blurry as it was mainly screaming at each other. I remember getting out of my car and tossing his suitcase and bag out of my car, then dragging him out of my car and shoving him to the ground. I drove off and listened to music the rest of the drive, singing along to Ramstein. Later that evening, I was in the hotel room relaxing after the drive. I had been there about three hours at that point when I heard a knock at the door. Hotel management, hotel security, convention security, convention organizer, and the police were all standing there with a smug-looking smoker. Police told me they picked him up about two kilometers away from the truck stop on the Autobahn. He claimed I kicked him out at the spot where they found him. You do know this is illegal. You broke highway code XYZ and willingly endangered smoker's life. Sir, with all due respect, he's been lying to you. I kicked him out at the truck stop. You can ring them up. I'm sure they have it on tape. Did he even tell you why I kicked him out? No, he didn't. I then told them the story and explained I didn't want him in my car anymore because he broke my personal rules in my personal car. I kicked him out at the truck stop as from there he could have easily called someone to come and pick him up. Smoker turned very pale at that point. The police officer was furious with him. Is this true? Well, you need to come with me. Smoker got charged with falsely accusing me. It was a money-related penalty, in the four-figure range. Wasn't the first time as I later found out. The convention cancelled his membership, hotel management cancelled his reservation, and I got free drinks at the hotel bar for my entire stay, as well as a free sponsor upgrade for the convention. Thanks, jerk. Yeah, this is just a jerk being a classic jerk here. He knew the rule and waited until the moment where you couldn't do anything about it. The pettiness of calling the police and trying to frame you for breaking the law is just next level though. It's your car and your rules. You told him no smoking. That's the way it is. If he really needed one that badly, I'm sure he could have asked you to pull over. And hey, guess what? There was a truck stop right up ahead. But he just had to go and be a jerk about it. He even came with the what are you gonna do about it line. He did nothing but antagonize and escalate the situation. To turn around and try and pull a move like that when you handled the situation how he was asking for it to be handled is just really low. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My boss refused to give me a raise, so I got my own license and now I'm his boss. Let's start with the background. I work as a subcontractor for an actually licensed contractor for a realty company. Basically, the realty company buys houses and the contractor tells us to go to the new address, and my coworkers and I flip the house and get it ready to be rented. When I first started the job, it was a difficult transition, considering I was a plumber previously, but eventually I became a valuable asset to contractors' company thus the realty company as well. The contractor was infamous for being a bit of a jerk when it came to actual business and money. He was constantly yelling and screaming at the plumber, the painters, etc. about prices and how it took them too long and he wasn't paying that much. Which I would understand if the yelling was actually warranted. When it became tax season, he gave everyone a 1099 and said he lost mine and got ticked off every time I asked about it. This guy easily makes $2 million a year. So he says. So I don't really think $100 off the price matters that much. Not enough to get into a screaming match and ruin relationships with other subcontractors. I've been working for him for about a year now at 16 an hour. Not too bad in my area. But he makes a lot more in a day than the 160 I make every 10 hour workday. One day, I asked him for a raise which he laughs at and shuts me down immediately. After that, I decide to work harder, get houses done faster, and show him that I deserve a raise. A few months later, I decide to ask for a raise again, but not as directly. How could I be more useful to the company? So I can increase my productivity and both of us can make more money. He said, get a van and a trailer and then we can talk about more money. In his normal gruff tone that says, shut up and get back to work. After that day, I worked side jobs here and there, worked a lot later than I usually would, and even all throughout the weekend, saving up as much money as possible. I sometimes wouldn't eat some days just to save that little bit of money. He loved how much I was getting done, and I could practically see the dollar signs in his eyes when I told him all that I got done every day. Finally, the day came where I saved up just enough to buy my dad's old Ford van. Then, not long after, I bought a piece of crap 5x10 trailer that I had to fix up. The following Monday, I pull up with the bright white gas guzzler and the fixed up trailer following behind. I walked up to him smiling ear to ear about my accomplishment, hoping he would be proud or at least happy of all that I've done. I tell him to look at my new toys and all he says is, cool, and got in his truck and left. Okay, maybe he's just busy, I thought, as I processed his extremely underwhelming response. At the end of the day, I finally have a moment with him to discuss my raise. So I have the van and the trailer. I've saved up and done everything you said that I needed to do to make money and be more of an asset to this company. He narrows his eyes at me. What are you talking about? You said that if I got a van and a trailer that you would pay me more. I never said any of that. You have to actually work if you want something else from me. I was devastated. I've been working my butt off while he sat around and watched. I followed every instruction, completed at the very least two houses a week, which he makes about 5000 per house, or so he says. And he acts like I do nothing for the company. I swallowed my pride and let out a quick yes sir and left his office. I was finally tired of dealing with him. Tired and 
defeated, I decided it was time to start looking for other jobs that actually have the possibility to move up. Then, the company electrician gave me an idea. I'm going to call him Adam for privacy reasons. Adam is a good guy all around. If you needed advice or just someone to talk to, he was always there for you. I told him about everything that had happened with Contractor and told him I was looking for other jobs. He simply said, you're not supposed to be here to try and make it to the top. You're here to learn. Learn everything you can. And then one day you'll be the contractor. A better one than contractor for sure. Why not look into getting your general contracting license? It's not hard. You just have to work for it. That's what I did to an extent. I worked with contractor for years dealing with his bullcrap until one day I decided to get my electrician's license. Now he doesn't decide what I'm paid. I do. That is, if he wants me to work for him. And if not, then I have other customers to make my living. I took his words to heart and came up with a plan. I did some research on becoming a general contractor in my state. Requirements differ in other states. Basically, I would need books to learn the material, references, a bank reference, and to pass the test. The books were pretty expensive. With bills, taking care of my family, and a monthly van payment, it seemed impossible for now. Until I found a group following in my area that needed a handyman to do a variety of things. Perfect. Extra money. Soon my name started blowing up in my small town. I did everything from repairing fences to installing toilets. I took everything I learned from plumbing and from working for contractor and used it to build a reputation. References. Check. This is when I decided it was time to open my own business. Again, I did my research and learned all I had to do to open said business. I'll spare you the details, but it was basically business license, how to get an LLC, liability insurance, think of a name not already taken, blah blah blah. It took a while, but I sent in all that I had and prayed to whatever god there is for me to be invited to take the test. I waited about three weeks, and finally I got a letter inviting me to take the next test. It was a three-hour drive and on a Tuesday. Great. Another speed bump. I have to miss a day's work and pay $300. The day of the test came, and I panicked. It was open book but I eventually ran out of time and didn't get to finish. I was so disappointed in myself that I basically gave up. I just decided to keep working my job and a little side business. A week later, I was holding my son. He's a beautiful, blonde-haired, blue-eyed reflection of myself. After I managed to get him to sleep, I stared at him and wondered if I could be able to give him a better life than I had. I remembered growing up in crappy trailers, being hungry, and made fun of at school because I wore clothes from Walmart. Not the best way to grow up, but I had a roof over my head. I always wanted video games that my friends had, but never got it. I wanted to go to trampoline parks and water parks. I had only been once in my entire life. That's about when my resolve renewed itself for me. I had to do this. Not only for me, but for him. I saved up all over again and came up with the $300 and requested for a retake of the test. I took practice tests online, so I was ready. The day came and I barely managed to pass, but I still passed the test and received my license. Now, time for the fun part. With all of the time passing, I became pretty close friends with the owner of the realty company, going to barbecues, stopping to tell him some corny joke I saw on Facebook, and doing extra tasks not under contractor. One day, I came into his office and saw some invoices from contractor on his desk. 
I just said, wow, that's how much you're paying him? Dude, he should at least take it a little bit easy on you being that you've known each other so long. He just nodded and said, you think so? And he just looked at the papers more. Since then, I would say little comments about how much contractor was being paid and how many houses we could buy with that money. Just planting seeds in his mind that I slowly water until they turn into a beautiful garden of resentment. Finally, owner calls me and wants me to come to his house for a beer and to talk business. We've done this a few times before. It's usually about his wife or the last time he played golf. I pull into his driveway and he told me to meet him out back. After the usual how are you's, he tells me that him and contractor had a bit of an argument and they're limiting him from now on. Then he turned to me and said, there's a meeting Friday. I want you there at nine o'clock. I hesitate. I wasn't sure what it could have been. You know how your parents would ask, do you have something to tell me? And as a kid, you would go into a panic and think about all the bad crap you did at school. I calmly managed to say, sure, I'll be there. A few beers and stories about fishing trips and I head home. The meeting was this morning and as soon as I came in, everyone shook my hand. Some I've seen before and said my hi, how are used to. Others I've never met in my life. This was an investor meeting. Some of these people are worth figures in the nine digits. I was internally freaking out after finding out, but if you've been paying attention, you know I know how to keep my cool. After our greetings, we sat down and waited. It wasn't clear who we were waiting on until an hour later, contractor walks in with his usual stained t-shirt and cargo shorts, while I'm in a nice dress shirt and tie. Everyone made a face and greeted contractor while we got settled again. Contractor didn't seem to notice me until we all sat back down. I saw him do a double take and give me a look that said, what the heck are you doing here? I had requested today off, so I could only imagine what he was thinking. After introducing the new investors to the old investors, owner got started saying how we're going to have an amazing year and an amazing future for the company. I suppose he was just hyping up the new guys so they would invest more. About two hours of production values and budget stuff, blah, blah, blah. He turned to me and said, I'd just like to take this time to congratulate Original Poster for passing the general contractor's exam and his newly acquired business. I smiled and thanked him. Then he continued, As we're growing, we have a demand for new and inspiring people within our company. After hearing about Original Poster's success in both our company and his, I'd like to personally ask him a question in front of the whole team. My heart is pounding in my throat as each word sounded slower than the last. I took a side glance at Contractor that is visibly sweating at this point. Original Poster, how would you like to be our new property manager? You may still have your business and do your own work, but we'll pay you exclusively to be our personal contractor and help take care of all new and old properties. Everyone turns to me, and I take a second to respond. Just then, Contractor stands up and says, What the heck? I'm your contractor. I've been your contractor for over a decade. You can't just replace me for some jerk that doesn't know what he's doing. Owner smugly looks at contractor and says, We're not replacing you. You'll just answer to him now. All tasks, orders, and billing will go through him now. If you'd still like to work for us, granted you mind your mouth and tone, you'll run anything you do by original poster. Contractor looks enraged, and he turns to me. You're fired. 
You have no business here anymore. Now leave. Owner chuckles and says, you don't have that power anymore. As long as original poster agrees to my question, I turn to him and say, are you sure you can afford me? I laugh and shake his hand. Yes, this is all I've ever wanted. All that I've ever worked for. Now we can get some real work done. I have to admit, I've been practicing that response since I was asked to come to this meeting. Contractors stormed out of the room, slamming the door behind him and I didn't see him for the rest of the day. After he left, we continued to discuss the goals for this year, and it turns out they bought 60 new houses for me to work on with the investor's money, and he just looked at me and said, Can you handle that? I happily said, Yes, sir, trying to keep my eyes from watering. All I thought about was my family, and how proud they would be of me. In a little under a year, I received a great license, my own business, and pretty much non-stop work. If there's anything you guys listening can take from this, I hope it'll be this. Don't settle in life. Be hungry to better yourself and be the best person you can be. The only person stopping you is yourself. That really is great for our original poster. Going from working a kinda crappy job with a crappy boss to being your own boss and having your old boss work under you is probably about the best scenario anyone in that situation could ask for. Our original poster earned it though. They worked really hard to do what they could do to better their position in life. And when something wasn't working out for them, they took matters into their own hands. When you give yourself that kind of control, you can achieve almost anything. Suddenly, there are no boundaries in your way, only the ones that you set for yourself. I really don't have a lot to add to this one. Yeah, sure, boss is a jerk, wouldn't give a raise to their hardworking employee, yada yada yada. That's not the stuff to focus on on this one. This one's all about where our original poster ended up, and that is great for them. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Everything's linked in the description.